Hey there folks, good morning. Alex Lokes here and welcome to a very special edition of the Classic Camera Bible. Today we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Social Photo Walk group that saw this podcast created. That's right, this month marks the 10th anniversary of the Toronto Film Shooters Meetup. And like this podcast, it's something that I never expected would get this popular, this yeah, it's so weird to think that this is something that I created on a whim. And it's just become the one of the key social groups within the film photography community here in the Greater Toronto Area. So I am on the highway right now heading towards Guelph, Ontario for one of two 10th anniversary photo walks this month. The other one's being hosted by Bill Smith in Toronto at the, at the end of July. And if you can't make this one, if you didn't make this one today, there is still time for you to head out and give it a shot. So that's my cue to roll the intro and I will see you in the Royal City. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. So, for those wondering, what is the Toronto Film Shooters Meetup? Well, that's a group of people that I started about 10 years ago. It was in response to a post on the old Analog Photography User Group Forum, the Toronto Subforum, where they were mentioning that there wasn't enough film photography-focused meetups in Toronto. Well, I was a young 30-year-old just getting my feet wet in running uh, social groups. I had done Christian youth organizations in the past, and I really wanted to start meeting other film photographers also. Now, I was already deep into listening to the Film Photography Podcast. I was on Flickr, I was on APUG, I was on a couple of other photography forums. I'm not sure if I remember which ones, but I thought, you know what? I could do this. So I put out the call and said, hey, look, I'm going to commit to running four meetups a year, summer, spring, fall, winter. And if people wanted to join in, great. So our first event happened July 2013, and it was a hit. The next one, not so much, and the one after that, I was the only one there. But like anything, I quickly learned what to do with a good photo walk. And here we are 10 years later. Now the thing is, I haven't been that active in the photo walk group. That's because I've become a dad and Saturdays has become time for family. Which you know what, there is nothing wrong with that. So I'm just super excited that I am finally able to get out here again. So why Guelph? Well, first of all, Toronto Film Shooters Meetup takes place a lot in Toronto and we are a little bit more than just Toronto itself. We have representation all throughout North America and even a few international attendees. We've done a meet where we've met up with our sister group in Kingston and we've had someone from Europe, we've had people from the States. We've even done a few virtual meetups and yes, that is one thing that I'm super happy about that our event even survived the restrictions here in Ontario from the COVID-19 pandemic. 
So, what are we gonna be doing on today's episode? Well, I'm going to be chatting with a bunch of those who are in attendance with the meet about the camera that they have brought along. So, without further ado, I'm on my way to the pub, and I will see you there. So, Francesco. Yes. Um, tell me what camera you have with you today. So, uh, Netar, I can't remember the model. <laughs> Netar medium format. Oh yeah, nice. And so that's the uh, uh, six by six version, right? Yes. And another uh, Italian older camera. That is a Ferrania Condor 2. Oh, wow. A rangefinder version of it. Nice. And what films do you have loaded today? So this one is uh, Raleigh uh, 80. Okay. And the one over here is the APX uh, 400. Nice. And what do you like about those films? Uh, the APX is, the, is going to be the first time. So we're we'll, uh, going to see. Nice. And the Rolly 80 is uh, also the first time. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Reasonable ISO, and yep. uh, they sound uh, like a fine-grained um, film that I like. Excellent. Okay. Hey, Calvin. Hey, Alex. It's it's great to. I think have we met before? No. 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 So it's great to finally put a face to the name. Thank you. Love your work in the uh, in the group, especially the stuff you recently did on your trip to the UK. So what camera do you have with you today? I'm shooting with the F2 and a 28mm F2. Nice. And what film do you have loaded? Uh, Superior 400. Oh, wow. Yes. Going fast today on a sunny day. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, at least the F2 uh, can uh, support that. Yes. So what do you like the most about the F2? Oh, wow. I, I think it's just the feel. You know, when you when you press that shutter, it's just that of, a, I don't know, the spring or the, you know, it's just the feel of the camera, the weight of the camera. This feels like something substantial that you're nice. shooting with, yeah. Nice, and um, what do you like the best about a Superior 400? Versatility, like the colors. Um, yeah, I, just, I think I've produced some pretty good images with 400. So. Nice, yeah. thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi, Elsie, is this your first time at a Toronto Film Shooters Walk? Yeah. Nice, and what camera do you have with you today? I have a Nikon that he is letting me work. Okay, is that a film or a digital camera? It's a digital camera. Nice. They're a lot of fun, aren't they? What do you like taking pictures of? I like taking pictures of old things. Of old things. Well, we've come to the right city. Guelph is very, very old. It and was... Elora. And Elora, yes. Elora is a favorite spot for me, too. I was there last weekend. I was there on Monday. Nice. And Friday. Oh, you were there on Monday. I was there on Friday last week. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, because we went camping at the Alora Gourd Conservation. Area. Oh, that's a beautiful spot. Did you go tubing? No. No? Okay. I didn't like it when I went tubing. I've never been tubing. Very cool. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Um, what camera do you have with you today? I have my Nikon F3. Very nice. And what do you like about the F3? Um, the feel of it. Um, I do have quite a few other Nikons, but there's just something about the F3 in hand, which I think is nicer than the, uh, you know, the FE or the FM cameras. They, they definitely are a solid camera. Um, I, I kind of miss mine, but you know what? I have the F5, I'm happy. And what film do you have loaded today? Uh, HP5, which I think might not have been the best choice today, but I got a yellow, an orange filter on to help dock things down a bit. Okay, and what do you like about HP5? Um, 
I think fundamentally it's cheaper than Tri-X. Because <laughs> um, once upon a time I would have happily based my personality around, you know, I'm, an, I'm a Tri-X shooter. But that's just so expensive now. Um, I had to go with, with HP5. And to be honest, I actually can't tell the difference. It's Tri-X very difficult. When you say it. So have you ever shot HP5 with an orange filter before? Usually. If the okay. sun allows it, I will. I do like the orange filter on uh, on a fast film. Okay, very nice. Hey James. Hey Alex, how are you? I'm good. What camera do you have with you today? I have the um, zombie apop apocalypse version of the uh, electronic camera you want to have uh, in that situation. It's a Pentax 67.2. And today, at least right now for the moment, I'm shooting the 105 2.4 on it. So, what do you like about the uh, 672? Uh, well, aside from the really large negative that you get and the 8 by 10 aspect ratio, uh, this particular version of this camera I have has the um, uh, AE uh, uh, head on it. So, a portrait guy like me really likes that because you can, um, when you're shooting portraits, you can quickly adjust the compensation. Has a uh, three-stop exposure compensation dial on it, which I find super handy. Um, it's a great camera. It's big. Um, it has the same sort of form factor as your typical 35 millimeter. Um, so all around, a really great camera. As far as like you know, drawbacks might be, it's it is heavy. It's a beast. Mirror slap is something you got to contend with. You got to be really steady with it. Really use your core. Get in a good shooting position because the mirror slap will come back to bite you in the rear end. So other than that, great all-around camera, excellent medium format camera, one of my favorites in the stable for sure. So you have the 105 um, 2.4 on. It is often called the legendary lens for the uh, Pentax 6.7. What makes that lens so legendary? Well, I think uh, the, the two like great sort of aspects of the lens are the uh, light fall off that you get wide open like the really nice vignetting that you get as well as the out of focus area it's just really really sharp in the center and you get some really really nice uh, out of focus areas around the edges uh, just a lot of stuff that you just you know other lenses just don't produce um, contrast is really really good all around a great a great 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 portrait lens i like to use it for kind of all around um anything at the at the 105 focal length on a six by seven you know it, it's a great all-around camera kind of equivalent to like an 85 in the in the 35 world i think and um for me like the 85 focal length when it comes to 135 really speaks to me as a shooter um so this kind of goes hand in hand with the way i sort of see things photographically so and what film do you have loaded today? Well, of course, it would be my favorite film, and this would be the original OG version of Acros that I am shooting at 80 ISO. So for those of you that are shooting the older version of Acros, I really recommend shooting at 80 uh, and developing normal with it. Hey, Rob. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Good. What are you shooting today? Uh, today I'm shooting with my Canon, uh, a Land 7NE, with some uh, HP5 inside. Nice. And what do you like about the camera? Uh, the eye focus is kind of cool. I was saying that the uh, the way to make it work best for me is that you combine it with back button autofocus. Mm -hmm. So whatever I look at, I just hit the button and then it'll focus on that specific spot. So it's a lot less hunting than just relying on your eyes to do the work. Nice. And what lens are you mounting today? This is the Canon 17 to 40, which is one of my favorite lenses of all time. I nice. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. And it's great when we're shooting giant architecture like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you like um, about HP5? 
Uh, I just love the, the latitude and the, the speed. You know, even today it's an overcast day, but I'm getting decent shutter speeds and apertures out of it. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Alex, how's it going? I'm good, Bill. What do you have shooting with today? Oh, I am running with two bodies today here in Guelph. Uh, in this sort of weird, sort of light kind of day. My black Nikon F, eye level prism from 1960. You've heard stories about this camera. Here's the, here's the camera. And then in a fit of gas recently, Burlington camera, the Nikon S2. Both are running with 50 F2 lenses. Uh, this one has the HC Nikkor which is the classic one you get with these bodies if you find one on Evil Bay. This one, uh, again, another Burlington camera find, a Tickmark Nikkor S50 F2, which is a lovely lens, and I'm running with both um, Kodak Ektar 100 in this, the black body, and ADOC CHS 102 in this body. So what do you like about CHS 102? Oh, it's a beautiful film. It's not... It can be, you gotta be a little more mindful with me, with the lighting, because it does, you know, it won't take the same kind of abuse of say, say, Ilford HP4, or even Kentmere 100 for that matter. But again, it's a lovely film. You process it right, especially in FX39, it looks great. Now, Ektar 100 doesn't need any introduction, uh, is a very fine grain uh, color film, color negative film that uses uh, Vision's Kodak Ektar well basic sorry can we redo that uh it uses uh the kodak vision uh, uh film technology so they, it's for civilian use so if you're not shooting with any of the re-spooled motion picture stock you're going to get the close enough experience that you can take to any neighborhood c41 lab and they can do the processing without making it look ugly Hey James, and what are you shooting with today? Well, I've got my latest acquisitions. I got a pair of Nikon FM2s. One of them with a standard 51.8, shooting some Fomapan 200, and the other one with a Tamron Adaptol 17 3.5, where I'm shooting some expired uh, Kodak Elite Chrome 200. And I've got a couple of spares in the back bag. If anything strikes my fancy, I've got the Canon F1 with a 17mm fisheye lens with a roll of JCH tree pan, and I got my Roloflex with a Roloactar. So you you are mainly a Canon shooter. What's your this is your first time with the FM2s? What's your experience so far? I have to keep remembering to pop the lever out <laughs> before I take a picture. That's new. I've never had to do that before. But um, I'm happy with the lenses. I'm happy with the metering. Uh, things are going well. Nice, and uh, Fomapan 200, that's one I've always had a bit of trouble with. Um, how are you planning on processing it? I'm probably just gonna run it through um, HC110B for six minutes. I know the massive dev chart says about, I think it's three and a half minutes, but that just seems woefully underdeveloped to me. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm shooting it on the darker side and I'm gonna push it a little bit in the HC110B. Nice. Okay, so what cameras do I have with me today? Well, today I actually brought three cameras. The first one was my Crown Graphic, but I used that before the meet. The second one is a Canon AE-1. It's a beautiful consumer camera that is actually historically significant and weird because I'm a Nikon shooter. And then my main camera today was the Nikon F5 with the 85mm lens. And I really enjoy that camera and I'm getting back into that 85mm focal length. I think my biggest problem was is that I was using it on a crop sensor body. 
And the film that I shot through the F5 is Cinestill BWXX. This is a beautiful film. I love the cinematic feel of it. And it just, I think it suits it well. And the reason I went with the 85 millimeter lens is I primarily wanted to take pictures of people, which is something that I am actually terrible with at these photo walks. But you know what? The reason is, is that the TFS group is most important because of the people who attend. So what makes photo walks important today? Well, photography as a whole is a very lonely hobby. We often are out early in the morning, we're shooting at odd times in odd places, and it does get very lonely. And especially after the isolation we've had these past three years, I think photo walks are going to be much more important in the coming days. Because again, as photography is a hobby that a lot of people just run solo, it's always great to get out there and experience that camaraderie with people with similar interests. And you never know, you might seek out some inspiration, you might find a new piece of kit that you want to acquire, a new lens, a new film stock that people are, are working with. Um, I know that a lot of the inspiration behind the um, Toronto Film Shooters came from two places. One, there was the FPP, um, they held some meetups prior to um, the Toronto Film Shooters group. I actually helped run one for them, a joint operation with APUG. There was another APUG event that took place before TFS got formed. And um, of course, the big one is Photostock, which is run up in the UP, up in um, Harbor Springs, um, Cross Village, Michigan, um, by the amazing Bill Schwab. I've had the opportunity to go many times, and 2012 was the first time I actually went to a Photostock event. And meeting all sorts of different photographers has just been wonderful. And definitely think that going forward, I'm glad that Toronto Film Shooters has weathered the pandemic. And let's hope for another whole 10 years. And um, definitely want to see a uh, 15th and a 20th anniversary photo walk being run for them. So what if you don't have a photo walk group like the Toronto Film Shooters in your area? Well, the number one thing you can do is actually start one yourself. It's really not that difficult. You just need a little bit of time, some skills and presence on social media, and an understanding of what your area is like. And a photo walk doesn't have to be difficult. You really just need a start and an end point and a general route, and it can be anything. When I first started running the Toronto Film Shooters group, the very first meet was at the um, former Don Valley Brickworks, now the Evergreen Brickworks. And you know what? It's great because it offers up a lot of photogenic um, opportunities for both people who love urban ruins, architecture, and even street photography because in the summer there's a farmer's market that goes on. And as time went along, I learned how to sort of diversify these photo walks and um, again the idea is um, you need to pick a start point we always start with coffee usually we've had a few where we've started with beer um, and then a general route and that may take some time for you to actually uh, work on but it is possible to do and again thanks to things like Google Street View and Google Earth and even getting out there and doing it yourself you can really build a great route and generally if the start and end points i like to go to independent places like an independent coffee shop a local pub with a great craft beer selection and a excellent menu um, as for the route you don't necessarily need to do a circular route 
that's really nice if you start at one point and at another if that's possible. Other types, you do a point A to point B where you start, you walk along a predetermined route, usually make it maybe half an hour to an hour, 45 minutes is that real sweet spot. You don't want to overburden people. Um, and you could just generally drop people into an area and say, hey, look, you got this much time. Here's where we're meeting at the end. Have fun. It all depends on your comfort level and what people and the area where you're in. The trouble with Guelph is that because the streets are just so random and over, it, it's really going to be a winding route today. Um, but sometimes that's a little bit of, that's, that's a lot of fun to do. And then once you have that sort of general plan laid out, the best thing to do is to pick a day that works best for you. It's always good not to ask too many opinions because if you give four options, you'll get six choices given to you. So pick a day that works for you and have the confidence to arrive on that day at the location and always make sure you arrive early so that people can kind of know who you are. And then promote it, like make a Facebook event, use the photowalk.me website, use Instagram threads, Twitter, Facebook groups, etc. Especially ones that are related to photography, film photography, that have sort of an international presence. You never know who might be in your area. So it makes life so much interesting. And photo walks are fantastic for meeting fellow photographers. And then once the meet actually starts, be a gentle leader. Understand that every photographer is different. We all move at our own rates. We carry different camera gear and we really want to form sort of a loose line of people, but just try and keep tabs on how many people there are and uh, gently shepherd them along and just have fun. Yeah, it's, it can be difficult running a photo walk, but it's very, very, um, rewarding in the end so you may not be ready to run your own photo walk yet but what what does it mean to actually attend one well the nice thing is attending a photo walk is actually the easiest part of the job so here are a couple of tips first of all run light um, one two cameras maximum um, I know that I've broken that rule a couple times but these days it's more important to bring a few good lenses with you, maybe a nice zoom lens and plenty of film because there may not be an opportunity to stop along the way. Be on time. Your host has given you a time frame in which they want to run thing and a start time for the meetup. Try and be there as early as possible, early if, if possible, if not on time. Be nice to them. They are, they are putting themselves out there to host, organize and plan these events. And it does take a lot of effort sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. But just be nice. Don't moan or gripe about the location or the timing or anything. It's just, it gets hard sometimes to, uh, to handle all that. Now, I've been doing a lot of stuff on the internet for a while, so I've grown a bit of a thick skin. But if it's a new, new person who is doing it, they might not have that, uh, they might not have that thick skin yet. So go easy on them. Be helpful. If you do have a great suggestion for a location, offer the person to run it. I know that I wouldn't have done as much with the Toronto Film Shooters if it hadn't been for the idea that I wanted to make this bigger than myself. So I've opened it up to allow almost anyone within the group to plan out an event. They just need to follow the guidelines. Start with coffee, end with beer, and just to have fun. 
And I'm actually really grateful of the work that Bill Smith and John Meadows has been doing with uh, organizing and keeping the group alive and actually thriving more because they've been doing this about once a month now, not just four times a year. So I'm gonna give them a lot of credit for that. But the number one thing to do when you're at a photo walk is just have fun. Well, folks, that about covers it for today's episode. Thank you everyone who continues to make the Toronto Film Shooter Group and the Classic Camera Revival so amazing. And that is you, my our viewers and our listeners and those who attend the events, those who simply participate by posting their images, their latest gear acquisition in the group, those who use the Toronto Film Shooters Meetup tag on Instagram. Every single one of you, whatever, whenever you post, if you post every day, if you post once a year, it doesn't matter in the end because the important thing is, is that you participate. And I don't think this group would have lasted 10 years if it wasn't for that. And that's what makes this group so incredibly special. I really wish that I could dedicate more time to come out to events to help plan more but I am so grateful of the work that Bill Smith and John Meadows has done to keep the group going and to really expand. It's not a group for everybody. We are a little bit on the older side of things and we do like our photo walks, we like our craft beer, we like our coffee, we like getting out early. But the nice thing is, is that we aren't the only game in town. There's also the Toronto Analog Friends. They're a much younger crowd that is sort of aimed at that sort of group. It's much more social. They do walks every so often. You can find them on Instagram and you will find that account linked below in the episode notes in the video description. So until next time, my name's Alex Lokes. Um, get out there, stay safe. Photography might be a lonely hobby, but sometimes it's always good to have friends. So if you can find that group, stick with it. All right?